For over 50 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green provides you with the kind of personalized help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, customer service, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Welcome listeners to the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I alternate the show with Dr. Kevin Pissarro, trying to bring you a wide variety of really good information all about you and your health. And this is a reminder that the show is streamed through myvillagegreen.com. That's myvillagegreen.com. Now, we're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., and tune in next Sunday for more discussion on nutrition and healthy living. Now, our honored guest today, we're honored to have Dr. Kim Williams, Chief of the Division of Cardiology at Rush University, and he specializes in cardiology prevention and cardiac imaging. Our subject is preventing and treating cardiovascular disease through diet and lifestyle. Welcome to the show, Dr. Williams. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Well, I think we're going to learn a lot from you today. Um, I know that we, our listeners like clinical pearls, and, and your information, I think, is going to be very interesting and some new. We have listeners who are, are very familiar with nutrition and diet and those that are new. So I'm glad you're here with us. Go into your background because I think it's fascinating. I'm not sure where you'd like me to start, but uh, uh, south side of Chicago and growing up in an area where uh, health care was difficult to obtain, where um, food deserts uh, are very common and recognition of uh, nutrition and healthy lifestyle uh, was not very high. And so uh, sort of coming from an area where the largest uh, amount of heart disease and heart disease mortality that helps drive it to be number one in the entire United States um, really has motivated me to try to make a difference. Well, and you certainly have. Uh, so let's get started on your background. Let's talk a little bit about cardiac imaging, what it is you do, what you look for, what kinds of tests are important when you assess a patient? So it's interesting that my uh, particular specialty, which is nuclear cardiology, we always joke that those are two words, or nuclear medicine are two words that don't seem to go together. But, you know, if you go back to, um, believe it or not, uh, World War II and the development of the nuclear bomb, um, there were a whole bunch of isotopes that got created by, um, uh, by nuclear and it turns out that some of them are incredibly good uh, for diagnosing a variety of conditions. And nuclear cardiology, in most places, is about 50% of all nuclear medicine. You could actually do, you know, thyroid scans, bone scans, and, and the like. But uh, studying the heart uh, has become the dominant uh, test in nuclear medicine. 
So anyway, um, I sort of fell into that when I got to the University of Chicago for my training, mostly because they didn't. There was a vacuum. They didn't. Nuclear cardiology was just developing, and they didn't have anyone. And I it sort of mixed my interest in physics and physiology. So um, it was sort of uh, fun to help develop the field and uh, ultimately to lead the field as president of the American Society of Nuclear Cardiology. And Whoa, not 15 years ago. Yep, indeed, 15 years ago. Well, that's it. so you're a pace setter in your field. That's, uh, that is wonderful. What I'd like to know is what kind of medical tests you do as far as assessing the patient's heart health, cholesterol, CRP, insulin, uh, et cetera. What kind of tests are important to you? So first of all, in any realm of testing, including um, nuclear cardiology and how it's morphed over the last three decades to include um, really high level of CAT scanning, CT scanning. And so you put those two together and it's very powerful, but not every bunch one needs uh, all, of, all of that kind of testing. And mm-hmm. it would be great if people sort of fell below the threshold so that the tests could all be done with just, you know, run on a treadmill and you don't need to take any pictures. But that test only really works for low-risk people, um, people who don't have a lot of symptoms, people uh, whose symptoms are not um, all that indicative of heart disease. Um, On the blood test side, like you're asking, uh, really everyone at this point should have their cholesterol tested. Uh, That's something that should be done starting in the pediatric years, uh, according to the American um, uh, Academy of Pediatrics. We certainly, as an adult cardiologist, appreciate it because we're seeing the outcome when someone's had a lifelong elevation in cholesterol. Um, and so it really does give us an opportunity to intervene early. If someone has one of those genes, for example, or a really bad diet that's resulting in a high cholesterol level, you can really make a difference early on. So you know, how much plaque a person develops really is dependent on their lifelong elevation in cholesterol or lifelong level of cholesterol. Um, now, once you get into the disease population, yeah, there are plenty of other tests that can um, be very helpful. You mentioned CRP. Uh, CRP itself is not the best test. It's really a good one for inflammatory conditions such as rheumatoid right. arthritis and lupus, but the high-sensitivity C-reactive protein, a different test. Uh, actually related but different, uh, actually does um, give you insight into the amount, the small amounts of inflammation not association, uh, associated with an infected tooth or something like that, um, that will result in a higher risk because it's inflammation plus cholesterol, not cholesterol alone, uh, that makes a difference here. Um, so, um, but in whom, in whom do you need that particular test? Uh, well. It turns out that we take our classic risk factors, diabetes, hypertension, if you're a smoker, which hopefully no one is, um, and um, age, gender, and uh, ethnicity, and we can put it into our calculator. It's the American College of Cardiology Risk Calculator. It's available as an app. Everybody should download it. It's kind of a fun party tool. Uh, Tell everybody what their risk is if they happen to know their numbers. Excellent. Um, and if you actually have one of those intermediate, so we normally say, okay, um, if you 
consider the cost and the occasional side effects of a statin, it's really worth it to actually take a statin if your risk for, for prevention uh, of heart attack, stroke, and death, it's worth it uh, if your risk is, uh, your 10-year risk of having an event is 7.5% or higher. But if you're at 5% uh, to 7.5, maybe you're maybe. And so that's where a C-reactive protein level, a strong positive family history, a, an elevated coronary calcium score, that's where the, the additional risk, risk testing can actually be helpful above and beyond what you would get just from the history and the cholesterol. I wanted to know, when you test for the cholesterol, do you break it down uh, like the particle size determination, the NMR test, to see the quality of LDL, quality of HDL? I know you're familiar with that. Um, I, in my own practice, I do recommend it, and it has been helpful, but I'd like to hear what you have to say. So we're at the point where the test that we routinely uh, were fascinated by but didn't have any good uh, basis for utilizing them, they were more of a curiosity than something that um, uh, would be have enough strong evidence to be recommended uh, for the price that the test was uh, was going to um, uh, cost people. And so we now are at the point where we are recommending that LP little a yes. and, uh, and um, uh, LDL uh, particle size can actually be used to try and help assess the risk for the people who are in that intermediate zone. Um, so we did the advanced lipid testing is starting to come around a little bit and get enough traction it's not that they haven't been out there. It's just that, you know, if, if you, for example, um, let's take LP little a, that is definitely a risk factor. But the question is, is it a modifiable risk factor? And how do you modify it? Well, it turns out that statins actually increase LP little a, but they dramatically reduce uh, re events. And so what does that mean? So, I mean, should you even measure it? So, so these are the kind of questions that have been uh, raised about the advance with the testing. And I think over time, people will uh, uh, focus on answering those questions so that um, the science that you're, that you're quoting can actually be translated into clinical useful, usefulness. Well, we're learning a lot from you, and I'm glad you brought up the LP little a. Um, what I'm... <laughs> What I see among patients is that insurances don't often cover some of these more advanced tests and the patients have to pay out of pocket, which can be uh, a healthy cost there. So uh, yep. I'm, I'm glad you're sharing this information with us. And right. also, uh, I wanted, we want to talk more about testing and also your recommendations for Healthy Heart. So we'll do that in the next segment. For those of you who have just tuned in with us, I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour, and you're with The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. We're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back after this break. 
Solgar Number no. 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar Number no. 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar Number no. 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar Number no. 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar Number no. 7 says yes. Solgar number seven, available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Whole Food Multivitamins. They are the only USDA certified organic, non-GMO verified whole food multivitamins available. They're gluten-free, certified vegan, and feature a patent-pending clean tablet technology. Kind Organics is super clean, untreated, unadulterated, and real whole food. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Pure Defense with NAC offers a unique blend of hypoallergenic nutrients and herbal extracts designed to support overall immune defense and upper respiratory health. The product features Epicor fermentate, elderberry, and N-acetyl L-cysteine, nutrients and flavonoids for enhancing first-line immune defense. Pure Defense with NAC can be found at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognosure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognosure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognosure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognosure. Remember Cognosure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. I'm Mark Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, the most unique pharmacy in the country. You are unique, and at Village Green, we treat you this way. At Village Green, our passion is personalization and getting the root cause of health conditions. Guidance on foods, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. For over 50 years, customers have depended on advice from our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists. Visit Village Green in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I alternate the show with Dr. Dr. Kevin Passaro. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., and this is a reminder to tune in next Sunday for more discussions on nutrition and healthy living. Our guest today is Dr. Kim Williams, Chief of the Division of Cardiology at Rush University, and he specializes in cardiology prevention and cardiology imaging. And our subject is preventing and treating cardiovascular disease through diet and lifestyle. Now, we talked in the first segment about testing and imaging, and that is extremely helpful information. And we talked about the cholesterol. Talk to us about the diet you're recommending and the basis for that and what you're seeing in patients. Well, it's an, uh, an interesting topic. It's been around for ages. Uh, people will argue that uh, you know, plant-based diet goes back to the book of Genesis, uh, verse 129, or chapter 1, <laughs> verse 29, interestingly enough. And um, it's 
been very clear that uh, throughout the centuries, people have developed an affinity for eating animal products. So, and many people will quote populations. Um, I can't get the answer. That, oh, goodness. That the, um, they will quote populations that had a successful uh, you know, meat-based diet. Most of those populations live into their 50s or, or 40s. That's the uh, Paleolithic man and you know the new paleo diet or the old paleo diet, I guess you'd say. Um, and so it, it, we're we're in a very different state now. Um, infections around the world uh, have not been cured, but they've been improved dramatically. Uh, the mortality um, uh, is really uh, in most countries determined by cardiovascular disease. And so if the you know developed countries, low middle income countries, you name it, heart disease is number one. And so if our goal is to have people live out their life fully, uh, they really do need to look at the populations who can live to be a hundred. And the, most of those are predominantly, maybe not exclusively, but predominantly plant-based. Now that's sort of historical and perhaps epidemiological, you know, looking at you know, population health. Uh, but how about individual health? We see a variety of disorders, and uh, anyone can Google everything from infl uh, inflammatory bowel disease to um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, and Sjogren's syndrome, uh, collagen vascular diseases. You, you'll find that plant-based nutrition has all of these areas where uh, there are studies uh, and and way more anecdotes than studies of people actually improving their health. In cardiovascular disease, it really is much more dramatic in my view. Not that the others don't count, um, but the um, fact that you could take hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol, high heart attack, stroke, uh, peripheral artery disease, erectile dysfunction, and improve them dramatically by changing from an animal-based uh, diet to a plant-based diet, and by that I mean a whole food plant-based diet, really does uh, give us an opportunity to change things. Now, the, I, when a patient comes in to me, I have to tell you my biggest frustration had um, you know, bypass surgery and stenting of the bypass surgery because of reaccumulation of plaque inside the, the stents, I'm sorry, inside the, the bypass grafts, and um, and no one has talked to them about a really heart-healthy diet. They may tell them to reduce the fat, or they may tell them uh, to cut back on, uh, on uh, you know, red meat to some degree, not recognizing that if the issue is cholesterol, it's in pretty much every animal product, with few exceptions. And so um, my, my biggest concern honestly, is the fact that the leading cause of death of physicians, including cardiologists, is still heart disease. And so the doctor who doesn't tell the bypass surgery patient to change their diet, they're going to they're gonna get the disease themselves. And that is my biggest frustration as I've gotten to be six, you know, almost 65 years old. And I'm seeing this happen in, you know, people with whom I grew up in cardiology. Um, it's 
just very frustrating. So I, I think we need to change our physician community first, and if we and that'll diffuse out to the patients pretty pretty well. That's, we have the data. That, that's a good point, and I'm so glad you're bringing it up. Um, could you talk about the fat in the diet? And I wanted to to throw in information because for my entire career, which is just about as long as yours, I have focused on getting partially hydrogenated fatty acids, trans fatty acids, out of the diet. And my training was at the University of Maryland, which is the top trans fatty acid lipid researching unit in the world. And it seemed to me that other countries paid attention to that, but we ignored it. And Denmark Denmark banned uh, trans fatty acids, hydrogenated oils, in 2004, and they saw a 75% reduction in cardiac deaths. There have been some communities in the U.S. that have done that, and I think that that's a real important part of part of the cardiovascular picture. It certainly is not the only thing, and we banned it about two years ago in the U.S., and the government now says that they expect to reduce cardiac deaths by 7,000 a year. Uh, so could we talk about the quality of fats, what fats are beneficial? And saying that, I'm, I'm reminding myself that Fat in the diet can be genetically related, that there are gene variants that predispose people to higher fat diets or lower fat diets. We're all individuals. So I, I just want to remind myself about that when we talk about fats. And the other issue is that fats, um, the amount of fat in natural diets ranges from 10% in Africa to about 75% in Inuit people. They are very different genetically and in gene variants. Can uh, Talk to us about your view on fats and what are the best fats for people to consume. So the, the area of controversy, really, I think everyone uh, recognizes that, um, that uh, trans fats are damaging. We have enough data to actually make that a class three um, you know, heart with class three meaning um, by the American College of Cardiology, American Heart Association, that people should never eat this, and that's based on the harm uh, that it does, and that's very well proven. You you summarized it very well. There are loads of countries. Um, I would love to see that um, all of this is implemented in the United States broadly, um, based on the, the counties in New York. I mean, the California, other places have done it as well, but the, the counties in New York that have varied in the implementation, you could actually see this, uh, the results, decreasing heart attack and stroke. Um, and it's really impressive to compare those who have made the change versus those who haven't. So I would say that um, that's, a, that's really area, an area where there is not much in the way of controversy. I don't see anyone coming out saying, you know, we need, you know, more trans fats because, well, let's face it, trans fats taste good. <laughs> and they cook things crispy and all, all, all the like, but it's really not worth um, there. I like to say something that a patient, you know, actually told me, you know, there is no food that tastes better than its health. And if we could just get people to understand that, they would give up anything that had trans fat in it. You okay. have such wisdom to share. My frustration has been that 
I, I knew early on, uh, back in the late 60s and early 70s, how harmful trans fats were. But the industry had a chokehold on our regulators. And uh, in fact, in the FASA board, the Institute of uh, Margarine and Oils sat on the board and they prevented negative articles about hydrogenated oils from getting in. So I'm not a psychic. I didn't make up (laughs) or dream up what I was trying to teach. And all of our official organizations, uh, NIH, USDA, FDA, a National Heart, Lung, Blood Institute, and even uh, some of the, I would say, lay-based uh, organizations trying to get people to be healthier were recommending the use of hydrogenated oils. American Dietetic Association did. Um, for a while, I was... I th- I thought this was a nightmare. I couldn't believe it that the science. Where were the scientists with this? But um, I guess I have to be glad. My husband asked me if I felt validated when they banned them in the U.S., and I said, "Not really. It's taken 50 years of knowing how bad they are. 50 years, and that's way too long." But I'll have to be positive and be glad that we have. So I want to uh, hear more about what you have to share in the next segment. And for those of you that have just tuned in, you're listening to The Essentials of Healthy Living. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour. And we're having an excellent discussion with our our guest that we're honored to have, Dr. Kim Williams, Chief of uh, the Division of Cardiology at Rush University. And we're talking about preventing and treating cardiovascular disease through diet and lifestyle. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. MegaFood Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm-fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. MegaFood believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. MegaFood, from farm to tablet, our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Zymogen is pleased to announce the arrival of Fit Food, a delicious, high-quality, functional food that's formulated to support weight management, healthy body composition, glycemic management, cardiovascular and immune health, and more. Each delicious serving of Fit Food contains 21 grams of pure New Zealand-sourced bioactive whey protein, 6 grams of fiber-immune-supporting oat beta-glucan, and additional glutamine, glycine, taurine, and MCTs. Fit Food provides holistic support for today's active body. Learn more at Zymogen.com. Available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega-oils. 
The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's NeuroOptimizer comes to the rescue. NeuroOptimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. NeuroOptimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. NeuroOptimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Hi, I'm Gail Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary, where we've been specializing in meeting your unique healthcare needs for over 50 years. Our passion is helping you to get to your root cause of health conditions. At Village Green Apothecary, our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists offer guidance on diet, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. Plus, we offer lab testing and nutritional consultations to optimize your health plan. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the third segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. And this is a reminder that the Village Green program called IQU, that's IQYOU, is an AI tool developed by Joseph Pizzorno and team, and it includes individual information on you, your lab work, your findings, your history, your symptoms, along with information from DNA and toxin exposures. And what you get from this is a blueprint of what you are as an individual. And this is something you can share with your professionals when you sit down and have a conversation about what kind of diet you should be on, do you have deficiencies, how that can be supplemented. So it, it also goes into diet and lifestyle very heavily. So that's that's important. But more important is listening to Dr. Kim Williams, Chief of Division of Cardiology at Rush University, and he specializes in cardiology prevention and cardiac imaging. Let's keep the conversation going, Dr. Williams, about diet, and we were talking about fats. Could you expand on that? So, right, we had a good conversation about um, uh, about trans fats, but the area of controversy now really would be uh, saturated fat and then vegetable fat. Let me start with the vegetable fat one because we have clear evidence that um, uh, if you look at populations who use predominantly polyunsaturated, uh, and even monounsaturated fat, that these, uh, which are mostly vegetable-derived, they actually can improve cholesterol, and they can improve uh, mortality or decrease heart attack rate. The problem is that, you know, the old adage, the fat you eat is the fat you wear, makes some people in the nutrition prevention uh, arena very skeptical about using any fat at all, and they'll say, don't do nuts and seeds, don't do olive oil, don't do canola oil, uh, to make sure that you're not getting uh, any of these, um, these high-calorie, calorie-dense uh, oils. Um, we don't have really outcome studies that compare a low-fat or moderate um, vegetable fat diet with one that eliminates it, essentially, uh, a very low uh, oil approach. And so it's hard to make that estimation. I do personally, just based on logic, not randomized trials, 
uh, tell my patients who are overweight and obese to limit the amount of oil. But that, but I'm actually asking them to eliminate a lot of things that are actually high in calorie density and go with the lower calorie density vegetables. You know, like you know, the lettuce is one thing, but you know, spinach, kale. The amount of uh, calorie density is actually very small compared to um, dense grains and um, beans and nuts. Um, so that will remain a controversy until someone actually does a, a study um, that compares the two. We do have prospective data that says that, no question about it, if you do nuts, you actually lose weight because of satiety. And so that's just it's just an area, um, no pun intended, that's ripe for uh, further uh, uh, analyses and, and study. Now, the other, the last portion of the conversation, um, the fourth type of fat, other than trans fats, monounsaturated and, and polyunsaturated, is saturated fat. And saturated fat um, is, it's hard for me to understand why it's a controversy. There's really a lot of data out there saying that it's harmful, that it raises cholesterol, that you it ends up with higher blood pressures, higher cardiac event rates, and, and yet we have proponents of a high-fat diet, mostly in the ketogenic arena, saying that saturated fat is fine and it's getting a bad rap because of uh, its association with bad outcomes in, in what they call poorly done studies. Well, you know, admittedly, it is very difficult to do diet and outcome studies. You'd have to, you know, take, you know, the, the best studies would be to take a few thousand identical twins and randomize them at birth to two different <laughs> types of, of data or of um, diet, diets and then see what the outcomes were 70 years later. Well, you know, that, that's, that's not, not going to happen. <laughs> exactly. So you have to extrapolate from very well done, large prospective analyses, and you have to trust them because we just don't have a way of getting any better data. So when you look at the ERIC studies, the NIHAARP study, the uh, Adventist Health Study 1, Adventist Health Study 2, looking at the Nurses Health Study and the Health Professional Follow-Up Study, you've really got some large, well-done, prospective, long-term, carefully done nutrition analyses that give us some ideas. And they say that Anything that helps you uh, that get away from saturated fat improves your outcome. Getting away from cholesterol, getting away from um, nitrates and nitrites, and that's code word for processed meat, getting away from heme iron. That is, if there's blood in the animal and you eat that, you're getting uh, an oxidative stress um, as well as an inflammation. And, and last but not least, there's a four-letter word that everyone should know about. It's called TMAO. And so it is, and we can talk about that one perhaps in another segment. Uh, it's a really important conversation, maybe the most important conversation we have on nutrition. But since you're asking about fat, I've listed so many things in, that are confounding variables that you can kind of understand why people will say, oh, well, saturated fat isn't so bad. How can you tell? Because people don't generally nowadays go into a 
you know, a, a vat of Crisco and just start eating it. They tend to eat saturated fat with other foods or in, in actually, um, you know, animal products, whether it's cheese, meat, and, and the like. And those have all the other issues that we just talked about. And so it's hard to separate what's really bad from what's really bad. <laughs> it becomes, I guess it's a little more understandable when you think of it that way, why there's a controversy. But the data that extrapolates from large observational trials says that saturated fat is very bad for you, despite the cover of Time magazine and, you know, butter is back and all the things that you hear. Well, that's, you know, that's what the Institute of Medicine uh, has has laid on the table, uh, especially with regard to cholesterol, looking at cholesterol as no longer a nutrient of concern because it's homeostatically regulated by the body. Uh, I emphasize with my patients that cholesterol doesn't attack the vessel it is responding to vessel injury, and my my metaphor is like a smoke alarm responds to the fire. We don't think the smoke alarm causes the fire. Uh, now, the, I will say again as this caveat that all individuals are individual and unique, uh, but I also look at the data that uh, both France and Italy have very high-fat diets, admittedly, the better fats, the Mediterranean fats, and they do have a substantial cholesterol on their diets, but they have among the lowest cardiovascular risk in the world, and they're not countries that welcomed hydrogenated oils. So th- there are a lot of factors to look at there. So let me, let me respond sort of in reverse order, having just uh, left the French Open and uh-huh. Um, looking yet again at the parishioners and the amount of smoking that they're doing, seeing that they live about four years longer. But the but the you know the French Federation for uh, uh, Cardiology, the Italian Society of Cardiology, uh, all of these um, they are they are inundated with cardiovascular disease, and so they have they have uh, much better. Um, levels of activity that's the big yes. difference big difference um, and so when you look at the streets you're annoyed by uh, of paris you're maybe annoyed by the cigarette smoking um, but you are not seeing the obesity rates that we have in the united states they're eating, eating higher fat foods and uh and not eating as much our portion sizes are incredibly much larger than what you see in in italy so and yes. I think that that's really a com- a, com- a completely different uh, conversation than just the content. And so, um, but the the issue with uh, cholesterol in the Institute of Medicine, let's be really clear about that because that got misquoted over and over again. I ended up in the middle of it, and I going to the USDA, talking to Health and Human Services, talking to Medicare, CMS. Um, very difficult to get that that statement out of the um, initial report of the di- for the dietary guidelines for 2015 when I was ACC president. But it was my job to defend us because they were using uh, American College of Cardiology documents to defend that, and it's not what it said. Um, and the Institute of Medicine uh, actually analyzed it, and that is the, end, the final word uh, in the dietary guidelines. They did change it. 
They're not saying that it's a, that, oh, don't worry about the 300 milligram limit because it's not a nutrient of concern. Their final document was edited correctly uh, at our insistence and with a little help from the White House. So Michelle Obama had a wonderful food czar, um, Deb Eschmeyer, who was very helpful in getting this corrected. Um, the, the, the Institute of Medicine quotation is in the final document, and that says that people should eat as little cholesterol as possible, which, of course, as little as possible is, of course, zero, which means that everyone's a vegan. Um, and, but most people don't recognize that that's what it says. And not only that, uh, when the final document came out, there were a handful of um, uh, big media uh, outlets that got it wrong and said that they went with what the original was. We contacted them all, and everybody except the Washington Post retracted uh, their error. Uh, so it's, it's a fascinating era um, to be in, um, starting up again because the 2020 guidelines are going to be um, prepared. The biggest concern I think that everyone has is the influence of industry. Yes. Uh, whether it's the Egg Board or the Cattlemen's Association or whomever um, that, are, you know, the, you know, for example, move, move away from cholesterol for a moment. Um, there, there was a, in the original document, there was a big concern about sugar sweetened beverages. Yes. That's watered down, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> where where it, we really, it would have been good to have that come out the way it, it, it was intended. Uh, it actually said that people should eliminate or reduce red meat, and that got watered down. So the the final document, um, which hopefully will be redone, um, really had one set of – it talked about food in one place and talked about micronutrients in another way. If you look at the micronutrients, you don't uh, do added sugar. You don't do um, cholesterol. But those, that's not what people do. People actually eat food. So you have to hopefully they will merge the two and get good scientific basis for making recommendations uh, that include um, uh, really recommendations that will help the population. And I, if I were to summarize that, it would it would be what we say in our ACCAHA guidelines that were published just two months ago uh, on for primary prevention, and that is no trans fats. That's harmful. Limit uh, amount of processed red meat, sugar-sweetened beverages, uh, cholesterol, uh, sodium. If we can reduce those things, we're going to improve uh, dramatically the cardiovascular outcome of this country. Well, that's, Im- that's important, and thank you for giving us the inside information. Uh, very much we'll continue our conversation in the final segment. If you've just tuned in, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour, and we're talking with Dr. Kim Williams. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Solgar Number no. 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar Number no. 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar Number no. 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar Number no. 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar Number no. 7 says yes. Solgar Number no. 7. Available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Multivitamins. That's right, certified organic. Made with the highest quality standards. Uncooked, untreated, unadulterated. Non-GMO certified, vegan, and gluten-free. 
Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Pure Defense with NAC offers a unique blend of hypoallergenic nutrients and herbal extracts designed to support overall immune defense and upper respiratory health. The product features Epicor fermentate, elderberry, and N-acetyl L-cysteine, nutrients and flavonoids for enhancing first-line immune defense. Pure Defense with NAC can be found at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Some things are hard to stomach, and life doesn't stop for occasional immune challenges or intestinal distress. ProBalarti from Metagenics offers a new targeted probiotic approach for intestinal support. Help maintain control while traveling or as a follow-up to antibiotic therapy to support intestinal flora for healthy intestinal function. ProBalarti provides ID-certified probiotic strains suggested by research to enhance certain aspects of immune function in addition to promoting a healthy balance of intestinal microflora. ProBalarti is the go-to probiotic for patients on the go. Get it today. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, listeners, to today's final segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. This is a reminder that we're here every Sunday morning at 10 AM. Tune in next Sunday for more discussion on nutrition and healthy living. Now, today we're having a fascinating discussion with Dr. Kim Williams, Chief of the Division of Cardiology at Rush University who specializes in cardiology prevention and cardiac imaging, and we're talking about preventing and treating cardiovascular disease through diet and lifestyle. Uh, Can you go into some more detail on diet and also uh, talk a little bit about um, omega-3s, whether you think they have a role in diet and health? Uh, What do you have to share there, Dr. Williams? So when we talk about omega-3s, it's been interesting that everything from cognitive function to sort of neurologic function to cardiovascular disease and stroke have been sort of touted that this is a way of improving outcomes. The problem that we have is is that a lot of this was small series and short term and limited by the what we call a positive publication bias. We all do this in medical research. We have an idea. We do a study, and that study comes up negative, and we say, okay, well, that didn't work, and we move on to the next thing. Well, suppose you take that same project, and you do it 30 times. One of those times, it's going to come up positive just by statistical chance. And when we say a p-value of 0.05, and our listeners may not be uh, closet statisticians to know what that means, but that would mean that there's a 5% likelihood that this is not a true phenomenon, uh, but we accept that, that level, as meaning that it's real. 
because it's less than, you know, one out of 20, that is, that is not true. But like I said, if it's one out of 20 uh, uh, and you do 30 studies or 20, you may find that, that false study. Okay, so now what happens? You publish that one. Okay? Yes, <laughs> I see. people think that it's real. And so that is what we call a positive publication bias. And so what we really appreciate then are large, long-term, randomized outcome studies with hard endpoints, heart attack, stroke, and death. And when you look at uh, omega-3s in a diet, okay, they look pretty good. Uh, the best example is the PREDIMED trial. People are, have, have I've all heard of the Mediterranean diet, okay? That Mediterranean diet actually does uh, improve outcomes by about 30%, 30% reduction in heart attack, stroke, and death. That was published in the New England Journal of Medicine both in 2013 and last summer, 2018. The bizarre part that most people don't recognize is that when you look at heart attack, stroke, and death, it was actually only stroke. And then, so people who are pushing a Mediterranean diet, it's great for avoiding three strokes out of 10 that are going to occur, okay, with nothing else changing. Seven of them are still going to occur, okay, or so. Um, but that um, if you look at the mortality, that is the death rate, and you look at the heart attacks, um, they don't change. And so the Mediterranean diet isn't what we're looking for in cardiology, maybe to relieve our, you know, the volume on our neurology colleagues, yes, but certainly not for cardiology. Um, uh, and so, but, you know, I'm gonna, I don't want to minimize the importance of avoiding strokes between heart attack, stroke, and death. Most people would prefer to avoid strokes than heart attack and death. Uh, and I can understand that because of the impact that it has on them and everyone around them. Uh, however, that is not an optimum diet if you could you, if you could somehow improve uh, all three. And that is what we see with plant-based diets. Now, the problem is we don't have as many prospective randomized trials uh, showing that for primary prevention. That is um, trying to stop the first event from happening. That's important. Yeah. I'm so glad you're bringing him up, bringing that up. I did want to ask you, do you address uh, the need for supplements like B12, vitamin D to compensate and even zinc in those that may be low? Is that something you focus on? So I'll answer that one, but let me answer it by talking about the, the omega-3 supplement. Sure. Because uh, that really is the, that was your initial question. If you take the fat or the omega-3 fatty acids out of the fish and put them in a capsule, it turns out that most of the studies show really no benefit. And there are lots of people taking them, thinking that they're improving their outcomes when they actually aren't. There is finally one very well done exception, and that is if you are able to change the formulation of the omega-3 so get away from the DHA and use, uh, that is the docohexanoic yes. acid, and focus on the EPA, eicosapentaenoic acid. Yes. If you take just the EPA and you increase the dose dramatically, probably about four times what people normally take, and you are using it in a population, not for primary prevention, but for secondary prevention, people have had heart attacks in the past. Mm -hmm. or, or recently, you get a dramatic reduction in the next event. And that is very powerful. So we do have a little data 
using one formulation uh, in a higher risk population to say that there is a role for supplementation. You know, yeah. that that's interesting uh, because in the autism community, that's what we do. We we favor the EPA as being anti-inflammatory and uh, we get some we get good results with it and that's interesting are you are we to assume that the EPA's anti-inflammatory effect is what's causing the success or is it something else well so i i first of all the the studies that have looked at it i'm not recalling that they actually looked at inflammatory markers ah i know that platelet function takes a hit uh, like the like it does with aspirin um, but the effect of it is, seems to be larger than what you get with aspirin. So, um, you know, so I'm not sure that we have uh, elucidated exactly what the mechanism would be, uh, one versus another, or multiple mechanisms. But I can tell you that, um, you know, that you know, that one study is positive, and we will start to see more and more of it. Uh, but let's get back to the other supplements. Uh huh. Because people are taking them left and right. And when they when they try to move to a plant-based diet, they're convinced that they're going to get, you know become iron deficient and weak and and the like and protein deficient. Um, first of all, those are really not true. If a person's having a problem with iron, as I mentioned before, they certainly shouldn't be using animals to get it, um, unless you could somehow get iron without using the blood, which is kind of impossible. And so um, the next one, the next issue then is um, where do you get it? Well. There are loads of vegetable sources of iron that are safe because it's reduced iron, not oxidized. And so, um, you know, spinach, kale, spirulina, loads and loads. And you can just Google those words, vegetable sources of iron, and you'll come up with 15 different things on a, on a chart. Throw away the ones you don't like and, and start with the ones you do. Okay, so the next one that's really important to talk about, and I probably it's so important, I probably should have mentioned it first, is B12. Because vegan can become B12 deficient, usually not vegetarian, because they're eating some form of animal products, usually dairy. And so why do animals have it? Because animals eat dirt. Um, and B12 comes from bacteria in the soil. And if you eat the dirt and or eat dirty vegetables, you too will have adequate B12. Humans tend to wash their vegetables. We don't like to eat dirty things uh, very much. And so um, you have three choices, uh, eat dirty vegetables, eat animals, or take a B12 supplement. For me and most of my patients, we just take a supplement. It's important for male over 60 ex-smokers to limit the amount of B12 supplementation to 55 micrograms per day, which is almost impossible because they come in 500 and 1,000 microgram pills. You have to like chop them up into a million pieces because it's associated with lung cancer in that group. Yeah, I'm familiar with that study and, and how it was done. And, and that's so, wise advice, and we are down to the end of this show. We need to have you back on the show, Dr. Williams. I want to thank you for being here. Absolutely. Okay. And thank you, listeners, for being with us. And I want to remind you, may you love what you do, do what you love, and make sure your efforts have a positive influence on the planet and the life on the planet. Thank you for being here. This is Dana Lake and Village Green wishing each and every one of you good health and a breathtaking day.
Did you know at Village Green Apothecary, we offer everyday savings on top quality nutritional supplements, including herbs and homeopathic remedies, plus personal care products and more. That's right. In addition to our big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle. Today and every day at Village Green, we care about our customers. We've been providing the best nutrition and healthy living products for over 50 years. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 54. 15 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com. I'm getting older. Do I need to worry about falling? Yes, you do. Every year, one in four people 65 and older will experience a fall, and many result in serious injury. The majority of falls happen at home, so take a look around. Replace bulbs and add lighting to help you see obstacles. Remove things that can make you trip. Fix uneven steps and floors, and install handrails in bathrooms and on stairs. Consider balance or strength training exercises, which can help with agility. Get your eyes and hearing checked regularly. Changes in your hearing can affect your balance. To learn more, please talk to your doctor about steps you can take to help prevent a fall. You can also visit aarpfoundation.org or medicaremadeclear.com slash falls. This message was brought to you by United Healthcare and AARP Foundation. Okay, forest animals, today is a new day. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow. Yes? Have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. Okay, river. Dude. How's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. Perfect for a little riverside shoeless relaxation. Ah, good. Owl, you here? Cool. Who's asking? I am. Look, you know the drill. Sleep during the day, scare the kids at night. Perfect. I love my job. Uh, oak tree? Sup? Still in the same place I left you last year. That's what I like. Consistency. Well, it's not like I'm going anywhere for the next couple hundred years. I know. I love it. Uh, turtle. Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Ugh, he's late every morning. You'd think he would have learned by now to leave the night before our meetings. Okay. Squirrel! Has anybody seen Mr. Squirrel? The forest has been preparing just for you. Visit a forest near you today. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Today, the impossible is happening. Someone is coming home. Thanks to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, thousands with blood cancer are coming home to live a normal life. When you support LLS, you accelerate promising treatments that save lives, such as harnessing the immune system to fight cancer or creating personalized therapies for patients. LLS has been involved in nearly every major blood cancer breakthrough in the past 50 years. When you support LLS, you support the most pioneering cancer research of our time. Help us send more people home. Help us turn someday into today. Find out more at LLS.org. Join us. <laughs> 